The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by Amy Elaine Ministries, Inc. Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, Here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. And I'm your other host, Latan Rolla Murphy. We are so excited to have you with us this weekend. We are going to be talking to someone that you are going to so enjoy. And in just a moment, Latana is going to introduce our special guest for today. Real Victory Radio is all about getting real, ready and equipped for an authentic life of victory and we have a great show for you today it is going to like i have been waiting to get to talk to this person so i'm just going to throw it over to latana and let her tell you about our special guest this week we have to say that, that today's guest, it's an absolute honor to have him on our show. Michael O'Brien is a much-accomplished 20-year music veteran, perhaps most notably known for his seven-year tenure as a lead singer for the Christian band New Song. That He's just so talented, and he traveled 225 nights a year, you guys, before he realized that he needed to make a huge adjustment in his calendar so that his family could reconnect spiritually. And and um, that really spoke into Amy and I in a deep personal way that he has the kind of humility that he wants to do things in God's order, even when it's his, his talent and his gifts and abilities. One of the things that we most admired on your website Michael was how you know you quoted a 19th century English preacher Charles Spurgeon when he said I think you may judge a man's character by the person whose affections he seeks when you observe a man who seeks the affection of those who can do nothing for him but for whom he must do everything you know that he is not seeking himself but that pure benevolence sways his heart and we just love that because I've met you personally, Michael O'Brien. Welcome to our show. Your Thank humility you. speaks for itself, and we're so honored to have you today. Wow. Well, you know, I, I wish I could take credit for all that, but I feel like I'm going to boast. I have to boast in the Lord just because that that very quality comes from Him and His Son. I mean, Christ, you know, Philippians chapter two. You think about, you know, He He had to just empty himself to be able to come to this world and do what he did. He was the greatest leader of all time, but he was also the greatest servant. So mm-hmm. I think we're all called to that, to die to ourselves daily. So to be able to, to hear your words, you know, Charles Spurgeon is a, was a great man of God, but ultimately we all bow the knee to Christ because that's what he's asking of us every day. So um, to God be the glory. We are so excited to have you. And that is so true. Yes, it is bowing to Jesus Christ and living our lives for him in 
a way that just speaks love to those around us so that they might come to know him too. And one of our questions that we love to ask our listeners is where in your life have you or are you currently experiencing the most victory? And then we're going to talk about your latest project. But can you tell us a little bit about that, your greatest victory? uh, And it's a great question. And, you know, I think as I look back in my life, obviously, uh, I was very lost, uh, about as lost as you can be, I suppose, if you're not you're not following Christ. And I was in the bar scene and I was working in a, as a bar manager in Miami and I almost lost my life uh, doing drugs and alcohol. And it was just, that was my life at that time. And God opened my eyes to the gospel. I ran to church. Uh, it was a church called Wayside Baptist Church. I remember just bowing my knee and surrendering my life that night. I remember also going back the next day and talking to the the uh, singles pastor, and he asked me what I did for a living, and I told him, you know, and he's like, man, you're going to have to quit all that. I'm like, man, how do I do that? You know, how, I, that's how I make my living. And I literally walked away pretty depressed, and then shortly after that, I got fired for no good reason. Hmm. I, I, re- I remember thinking, God must have fired me because I didn't have the courage to do it myself. And it was that moment when God kind of snatched me out of Miami, Florida, and put me in the singing group that I had auditioned for. And that's when I met my wife. And my life really began to change. Uh, and, I mean, it really was an overnight situation for me. I and love I, it when know, God brings breakthrough like that. It doesn't always happen like that. But when it does, it is so powerful and i love how he snatched you like he literally just yeah. snatched you out of hell's den if you will to <laughs> bring really you into like your destiny yeah and and then you know i went on from there and married her and then we ended up having kids and i wish i could say i was the perfect husband you know i had a lot of baggage that i brought into the marriage you know she was much more pure and came from a godly godly home And uh, so I had a lot of learning to do. And I think part of that learning was what you mentioned earlier, which just I was so much on the road doing ministry and literally seeing thousands of people come to Christ over the weekends as I shared my testimony. And but I realized that my calling, my very first calling outside of, you know, serving God uh, was to love my wife as Christ of the church and raise my kids up in Christ. And sometimes you're gifting as a man, you think whatever your job is, that's, you know, that's your calling, but not, it's not really your, your calling is to, to raise your family up to, to love your wife. And so my eyes were kind of open. And so, so now I don't ever let my gifting take precedence over my true calling. That doesn't mean I can't go out and minister. It just means now that my wife sends me out Mm. and she prays for me and I'm not, you know, just going, hey, I'm out here and I'm not, you know, looking at you guys and seeing your needs. So it's that so was a, a big revelation in my life. It's so good. We were, you uh, were at the American Association of Christian Counselors Conference uh, mm-hmm. when I heard you sing some of the most powerful music that I've ever heard. And I am waiting, as Amy is, to... We can't wait for our listeners to hear what your next project is <laughs> or the latest one. Yeah. yeah. The latest one just came out in the middle of <laughs> this pandemic. And it's so interesting. I think you guys will appreciate this, but, you know, it typically takes me about four months to make a new project. 
and this one took me a year and a half, but I named it back in August. Um, I had a song that crowned him with many crowns, but I put new music to it, and I, so I named the project Crown Him. So I released it on March 17th, which is right, I mean, I think right in the beginning of this uh, uh, coronavirus. It was, yeah. And somebody said, hey, Michael, did you know that the word crown in Latin is corona? Oh, my goodness. And I said, no, <laughs> I did not know that. And, I, you know, that doesn't mean Amazing, that everybody's supposed to go buy my, my project, but uh, it, it just kind of said, showed me how, how personal God was with me. And uh, absolutely a very timely project. And so for the project, are there any correlations between the music crown him and what's going on right now in our world? Well, I mean, I mean, I know there is. I'm just asking you because I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> well, I think it's a, it's, it's a legitimate question, by the way. So um, I think as a worship leader, as a, an art slash artist, John the Baptist said it best. I must decrease. He must increase. So mm. our job as a worship leader or somebody who's, who is pointing people to Christ is to get that focus on Christ. And so I chose songs uh, that absolutely makes Christ the center. So I uh, very, very particular about the songs that I chose. And I have duets with each of my children. I had four kids. So I did duets with each of them. Uh, pick the songs that I felt would best, you know, suit them in their lives right now, as well as what God's doing in their hearts. Incredible. And th- then my wife had a favorite song called "What Wondrous Love Is This," and so I kind of built a track around her voice, and then I put some harmonies on it. So it's very personal. Uh, this project, it's um, legacy, and I, I think it's you know so far, the feedback I'm getting is that it's ministering to a mm. lot of people. But you know, I'm not I'm not in the CCM world anymore. So it, it's a it's different for me. I don't have a booking agent. I don't have a manager. You know, I've been out of work pretty much for four months, and you know, we've been trusting God to just you know, so we can pay our bills. And you know, there are a lot of people who are suffering out there. And, yes. You know, as musicians, we're probably some of the you know first hit and some of the last that will probably be able to get back to work. Mm-hmm. But God is faithful, and He has so, shown Himself time and time again, uh, just how faithful he is. We haven't gone a day without meal, and we're paying our bills. Uh, and to, once again, to God be the glory for that. That is so beautiful, and he will not fail us. He is Jehovah Jireh, a great provider. Yeah. And um, I loved that when we asked you to be on the show, you actually had been invited to the Billy Graham Training Center at the Cove. And Mm -hmm. so I just smiled because that's a really special place. And I just smiled because I knew that God was going to use you there as he does everywhere with um, this anointing that he's blessed you with. And I mean that um, in a spiritual context that for the listeners to just have a little piece of the heart that you bring to the platform, your platform is as real as what you bring to your day-to-day life. And we love the way you care about your family the way you're um, trying to nurture generational roots of faith within your own family. Uh, what would you say about the words? If we said to you this, this brand new project, what are some words that spring up right now in your heart that you could share well, the words to? <laughs> the number one word, I, I, I know I don't even think I asked you were going to ask me this question, but it just kind of slowed out of our conversation, but I would say trust, mm-hmm. ultimately trusting God. Um, you know, it's so easy when 
everything is going so well. I can honestly tell you back in January, when we were looking at my calendar for the year, it was the busiest I've been since I left New Song. And Heidi and I were just sitting there in wonder, you know, like, Lord, how, how have you done this? Mm, and in less than, I want to say, 24 hours, it was a, a drive from Lynchburg. I mean, from Nashville to Lynchburg, I was on my way to a men's conference. And three months of work literally just went out the door. Vanished. Everything was gone. And I, the very first thing I remember thinking to myself was the words of Job. Uh, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, we hold on to these things so tightly, thinking that they're ours, but they're really not. Everything is the Lord's. All good mm-hmm. things that come from the Lord. So to truly trust Him, there's a song on the project called "Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Oh, I was I having a real difficult time with the sweet part of that. Um, you know, we all want to trust the Lord. And it was hard for me to go, this is, you know, it's so sweet to trust in the Lord. But ultimately, we know that it's from His hand. These things that are coming across our table right now, it's from His hand. And some people would, you know, may disagree with me on that. But ultimately, God is in control of all these things. You know what, Michael, when I saw the name of your project and that you had let us know that it was um, that Corona crown in Latin meant Corona, all I could think of was that it was like this covering over us of that God really is in control. Like a crown is a, a... ornamental headdress but like it was a covering over your words will be a covering over us in this time and you just gave me chills that was awesome (laughs) and i was even thinking when you were talking about how everything was canceled um but yet you're able to see it as a symbol of god's authority in your life even then that he's in control that he all the words that you have poured out to your listeners then came back and ministered to you. Yes, ma'am. And you know what? In Philippians, it talks about, you know, we use this, uh, I think, out of context a lot, where it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What's surrounded by that text is Paul really saying, with much I'm content and with nothing I'm content. In other words, I can do all things, whether I have much or I don't have anything through Christ who strengthens me. And that that has really ministered to my heart over the period of time, and I'm so, so grateful. You know that song, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus, it is hard to get that sweet part of that because we're like, it's not so sweet, it's not so easy. But the, that the next line in that says something about, oh, to know him more and more. Is that right? Yeah, uh, that's from my memory from growing up in a Southern Baptist church in Oklahoma. I remember singing those those hymns. And that was one of my favorites, because as we know him more and more, we can trust him more and more that he really does have all of this under control. And that though we may not be able to see what the future looks like or what's going to happen or when we're going to go back to work for some of us and all those things that cause such strife for us, but we can trust him. And when we trust him, we know that he, just like you said, I must decrease. He must increase when we let him increase in our lives. When we give him that place, 
the other stuff falls into place. Yes. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Uh, I can't wait to listen to your uh, that album. That's so good. Thank you. Do you call it an album anymore? Is that like old school talk? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just can't even call them a CD because I don't think yeah. people make CDs hardly anymore. <laughs> right now, it's a thumb drive or a download or a stream. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny well i wanted to ask how did you what did you see happening within your family when you guys were recording this well i well everybody was kind of spread out uh so i had one in ohio and a couple in lynchburg virginia so to be able to have us all come together i had to go to them to do the duets and things um but i will tell you one one song that really uh, has brought my daughter and I even closer. It's, it's a song called Beauty of It All, and I wrote it back in 1992 and never recorded this song. That was the year that she was actually born. And uh, and for some reason, I've never recorded it. And Heidi said, you know what? You need to sing that with your daughter. She's an opera singer, but she's also, you know, she just graduated from Lynchburg, and she's getting her master's in vocals, so she can do all kinds of things. But one of her I mean, she has an amazing voice, but she just recently, over the last three years, like surrendered her heart to Christ, and uh, she she was a prodigal, and we we you know have time to get into all the details, but bottom line is, this girl loves Christ and is serving. She's a new a mama, I'm a grandfather, and so when we sang the song, uh, beauty of it all, it's uh, it just drew us closer together because there's a common bond there. She's not only my daughter, but she's my sister in Christ. And uh, we're, we're able to, uh, to relate to each other when, you know, years ago we weren't. She was not. Her eyes were blinded. So I'm so thankful to God uh, that he did open her eyes to the truth of the gospel and that she surrendered her heart and got baptized. And now she's raising her daughter up in Christ. And it is such a joy um, to, to watch. Oh, Michael, you cannot even imagine that piece right there was for me. That was for me to give me some hope that there is uh, raising a prodigal is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And that just gives me hope that, you know, he does know the truth and that God can turn his life around someday. So thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely. And I loved how you said you had to go to them a few weeks ago on the the show. We talked about friendship and how we have to be intentional. And sometimes we have to get up and go to other people to be able to nurture relationship and to stay connected. And you did that with your kids. And then also just the beautiful story that you shared of how you guys got to sing this song together and how you held that song as kind of like a hope and a, a promise. And then God yeah. was like, y'all get to sing it together. I love it. When, <laughs> when this, um, when you take the stage, literally, it's going to be so beautiful to be watch. Um, but what would you want to say to our listeners who are dealing with a prodigal right now? What encouragement could you give them that would speak into their lives? A couple minutes on that topic. Well, to be honest with you, I think that's probably one of the hardest things that Heidi and I and my wife have ever been through is to, to actually walk through this process. So I, I, would, I would tell you that there was many years where I enabled my daughter um, because I just did not want to let her go. And, you know, there, there are two different philosophies, ladies, that I, 
that I've run into. There, there is the, you know, hey, just love them where they are. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one approach. But the, the most effective approach that actually helped us the most was the tough love situation where there was a breaking. Um, and it took years because it took me a hard, a long time to even get to that place. But I knew that I was crippling her. And so I didn't know if I was ever going to see her again. Um, it's kind of like the prodigal son. You know, the father didn't go running after him. He, he wanted to do what he wanted to do, and he left. Uh, but then he came to his senses, the Lord, by way of the Holy Spirit, opened his eyes, and, and so he returned. Now, the father was on the porch, and he was waiting, and he ran to him after he saw him. Uh, so when, he- when Heidi and I came to the conclusion of things have got to change, and I, I don't think this is the way it's, it's working for us, she departed, and two weeks later called me on the phone. And she wanted to change. And so I know that that might not be a popular belief uh, within the church because you're just supposed to, you know, we hear about love, just love them. But you, have, you also have to speak the truth in love and, and then do those hard things that, you know, hopefully you have to release them to the Lord. That My daughter was never mine in the first place. Um, the Lord formed her in her mother's womb. And so I had to release that. Now, I never stopped praying. And, you know, you never stop praying for your kids. Um, but you do have to release them to the Lord, because I think a lot of times we want to hold on and we want to manipulate and we want to say, yes, you're going to follow. And, you know, it, it just it doesn't work that way. So you you really have to release them. So that's kind of what happened. And, you know, it's a happy ending. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. We can pray for them, but we certainly don't want to make our kids into idols. And we don't want to say, well, if they're not in heaven, I don't want to be in heaven. Ultimately, Christ came to turn a daughter against a mother, a father against a son. You know, you can't just take out of Scripture uh, the things that make you feel uncomfortable. You, you have to embrace all of Scripture. You really do. And boy, that is kind of a, a hard, a hard place to stop our conversation today. But what <laughs> I want to have you do is to really pray just a short prayer over maybe the parents who are dealing sure. with that situation right now, because I feel like there is power in someone who is on the other side of that, that yeah. you have the power of of going through that to pray for the breakthrough that so many of us need. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. You want me to pray now? Yes, please. Father, once again, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, your faithfulness. And Lord, there are people even right now listening that have prodigals. So maybe it's their wife or their, their husband or a, a grandfather or a a father, a mother, Lord, you are faithful. Your word does not return void. And Lord, we're truly not in control. You are. And we have to trust you, Lord. We spoke about trust just a little while ago. And Lord, we commit these souls into your hands, though we don't ever stop praying for them, Lord, that you would open your eye, open their eyes to the truth of the gospel. And Lord, I pray you give us strength, give them strength as 
to make the hard decisions if they need to make the hard decisions. Lord, give them wisdom and insight. Um, Lord, every situation is unique and different. But Lord, I pray that those who are walking in darkness uh, would soon, Lord, open their eyes to your light. And, uh, and Lord, we give you the praise and the glory because ultimately it's in your hands. And I pray in the name of Christ that you would help us just help us, God, to, to walk in obedience. We love you in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Michael O'Brien, y'all, we are just going to lay it out there right now. We would love to have you come back. This has been a rich conversation, and we would love to have you back to talk about more things to our listeners. Y'all can find... Michael at Michael O, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-O dot O-R-G and go out and buy his new project, download yes. it, whatever the, the lingo buy is. all his music. Crown him. Thank you so much for being with us. And thank you listeners for tuning in to Real Victory Radio. Go out and go courageously and live victoriously. Thanks for making Real Victory Radio part of your day. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio. 94.7 FM, The Word.